2: Okay, so in the housing debate, you've probably heard about NIMBY, Not In My Backyard, and the YIMBYs, people who are like, hell yeah, we need to build more housing everywhere in the Bay Area. But have you heard of FIMBY?
3: So FIMBY stands for Public Housing In My Backyard, and the idea that the only way that we're going to solve the
2: housing crisis is by empowering the people who are its victims to take charge. Today, we're going to talk about FIMBY's role in the housing debate. Devin Kadiyama, welcome to The Bay. I know about NIMBY, I know about YIMBYism, but I don't know much about FIMBY, and I don't even know where this came from. How did you learn about it?
1: So FIMBYism is P-H-I-M-B-Y, so it's public housing in
2: my backyard. Jessica Blachek is a reporter for KQED.
1: The first time I heard about it was through the San Francisco and L.A. Democratic Socialists of America, the DSAs. Mm -hmm. It's really describing something that's been around for a
3: long time, a lot longer than I and many folks in DSA have been alive, which is the broader fair
1: housing movement. Shanti Singh, she's the head of housing at the San Francisco chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America.
3: Overall, it looks for um, alternate community Oriented solutions that will support marginalized communities who are suffering most in the housing crisis, low-income communities, communities of color, um, by you know calling for renewed investment in public and municipal housing, in community land trusts,
1: and other other mechanisms that aren't market determined. They find that the dichotomy between NIMBYs and YIMBYs is like a little too simple. Our housing system
3: is primarily based off of people's profits, whether it's people who don't want housing and they want to keep their property values high so they don't want low-income housing like NIMBYs. Or whether it's you know developers who see a lot of value in revaluing, gentrifying neighborhoods like the
1: mission where we're in right now. They're just like, the market is not serving us, and we want all affordable housing that is preferably public. And so FIMBY
3: is a way to get around that. It is the most direct way to build and preserve housing that people actually need and not wait for a market or be shut out by exclusionary people.
2: Can you define public housing for me? Because I have a very... A distinct image in my mind when I think about public housing?
1: A lot of people do. So public housing simply means
2: it's run by the government.
1: Right now, there's approximately 1.2 million households in the U.S. who are living in public housing.
2: When I hear public housing, I think that's something that we used to do, but we don't do anymore.
1: Yeah, so most of the time when people hear public housing, they're think of, thinking of these giant developments with concentrated poverty that's criminalized. And that's partly because, you know, the federal government has been decreasing funding to public housing for decades now. It's just like shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. And so local governments have had to find ways to. Uh, reorganize public housing. And in San Francisco, it's looking at public private partnerships. Many of our public housing is now run by nonprofits. And that's kind of something that FIMBY is considering. People who might identify as FIMBY
3: or feel an affinity to that label will advocate for subsidized affordable housing that's built by nonprofits. At the same time, it's also really important to realize that we do want to. Renew the call for municipal housing, whether it's city owned, um, whether it's federally owned, and call for more investment in that.
1: And this is where modern FIMBYism comes in. Are there specific projects that you feel like embody FIMBYism that you can point to where you're like, that is what we want? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, um, actually, uh, we're were hopefully going to be someday a block away from one right now.
1: Shanti says she sees a public housing opportunity at the 16th Street BART station.
3: There is a huge um, controversy around a development that's being called the monster in the mission.
2: I know about the monster in the mission development because I've heard a lot about it. I don't know all the details, but I do know it's this really contentious development. Critics have dubbed it the monster in the mission. The opposition has kept it from moving forward. They say it would add hundreds of high-priced housing units in what has traditionally been a working-class neighborhood. They're demanding that all units be affordable housing. Now, both opponents and supporters say they
1: want housing here, but the question is, housing for whom? The development, which is essentially at the 16th Street BART station, you know where the Walgreens right, is yep. there. So they're going to take over pretty much that block and build housing, which there is no housing there right now. Mm-hmm. And they would build 330 some units.
2: The Monster of the Mission, how long has this development been in planning?
1: It has been six years. Six years. Six years. They've changed the plan at least a definitive five different times.
2: So six years, five times. Why? Why is this taking so long?
1: Just because the neighborhood is pushed back so hard, and they, they see this BART as like a huge symbol of the neighborhood, and they don't want, they don't want to lose this place.
0: Oh, we are the people, of the future.
1: So I went to a San Francisco Planning Commission hearing. And before the hearing even began, there were two opposing rallies. Build it, build it, build it, build it. So on one side we have the developer, uh, Maximus Real Estate Partners. They showed up with a lot of the labor unions who they are going to hire to build the project, as well as a lot of people from Mission for All, which is a real estate-backed community organizing group. My name is Angelica Santiago, and I am a born and raised San Francisco Mission District native. 16th and Mission, um, it's needed some attention for quite some time. Uh, My stepdad used to hose the needles off the street um, now I'm a mom, and uh, you know my kids see the same thing, and it's, it's just time for a change. It's just time for a change. Change is happening all around, and um, we need to be a part of the change to make sure that we're incorporated. And then on the other side, we have the Plaza 16 Coalition, which is represented by many like local nonprofits and community organizing
0: groups. We've got to stop the monster, monster and we will fight the monster, yeah. monster. monster
2: until the end of time.
0: My name is Chirag Bhakta. I am the Senior Community Engagement Coordinator for Mission Housing, as well as a member of the Plaza 16 Coalition. You know, we are united against the monster, which is a 10-story luxury housing development. And we are all pushing for the marvel in the mission, which is 100% affordable housing development that we as a community over a nine-month process came up with.
2: Welcome
3: to the San Francisco Planning Commission special hearing for Thursday, February 7th, 2019.
1: It was a four-hour hearing that went from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m.
0: This is an informational presentation, so there will be no action taken by the Planning Commission today.
1: Probably the first 30 minutes we're like hearing from each side uh, talking about what they wanted and why.
2: Our current proposal um, is a land dedication proposal.
1: Maximus Real Estate Partners, what they're proposing is they, they keep on hearing the neighborhood demand 100% affordable housing, and they say... They can't do it, but what they can do is a land dedication, which is where they buy two properties in the Mission District and hand them over to the city and community to develop themselves.
2: So as part of this proposal, 331 total new apartments would still be created at 1979. Additionally, we would purchase and dedicate 2675 Folsom and 2918 Mission, uh, which has been previously approved for 192 units, but only 31 affordable. And then
1: on the other side, when planning commission, we have the Plaza 16 Coalition. They want it to be 100% affordable housing and even deeply affordable housing so that people making 30% of area median income can afford to live there.
0: We must do... More as a city to build affordable housing, and we must demand
3: from our private developers who have come here seeking riches
2: through land exploitation. Is that even feasible to make something 100% affordable housing at a place like 16th and Mission?
1: So Maximus says this land is not for sale at all. So from that perspective, they say no. The Plaza 16 side, they say that this is an issue of political will and that Maximus should listen to them, give back the land, and that they can find public funding or a mix of private-public partnerships. You know, they, they cited Mayor London Breed's proposed housing bond. They also talked about Prop 1, Prop 2 from the November election that they could pull funds from. A lot of people ask, like, is this feasible? You know, it's it's super expensive to build affordable housing. It, it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to build one unit in San Francisco of affordable housing. And so, like, there isn't much incentive to do so. And the private market isn't going to profit a lot off of this. They aren't going to build. And so this is why some people are looking to public housing or, you know, this modern version of nonprofit housing, because that's the only way we can serve the people who need affordable housing. So everyone on the Plaza 16 side was asking for 100% affordable housing, but not all of them identify with FIMBYism. And I actually asked one of their main community organizers, Chirag Bhakta. So there's this term FIMBYism, like uh, uh, public housing in my backyard. Have you heard of it and what do you think of it?
0: I have not heard of the term FIMBY. Um, I do know as a working class person of color who's grown up in San Francisco, our communities have been advocating for affordable housing for years now that it may have become trendy or or people like to like to believe that they're advocating for affordable housing or for the benefit of those of us who will benefit from affordable housing you know if they want to create a hashtag they can create a hashtag but this isn't a new concept for our communities we're glad people are listening but we also don't want to be co-opted
1: shanti sees this as very community driven like the communities need to be a part of it it's the community engagement in the community process around
3: this demand that is uh, that is the real model there.
2: It sounds like FIMBYism is a marketing tool for people who are pushing affordable housing. We know this is something that is needed. But the political will, as you were mentioning before, just isn't there or the money isn't there. So having a word like FIMBY behind it gives it more oomph.
1: It definitely creates more buzz around the topic. And I think it gives us an interesting angle to talk about it. A lot of people, they might not agree with NIMBYs and they might find problems with the YIMBYs. And this is kind of complicating uh, the narrative and giving us more nuance to look at.
2: One of the big questions that always comes up when we talk about a development is affordable for who? And I feel like FIMBY gives a little bit more clarity to the nuance of that big question that we always ask.
1: It's interesting because when I talked to Shanti Singh of the DSA, she says one of, the, one of the examples that she loves is Vienna, which has the majority of their people in the city living in socialized housing, which is run by the city. Hmm. And um, you can make twice the area median income to qualify. And so it's just for everybody and there's huge buy-in. I think that, like, for her, she acknowledges where we're at now, but she also strives to have fully public socialized housing for all.
2: Jessica Blachek is a reporter for KQED. The meeting that Jessica went to was just a listening session for San Francisco's Planning Commission. She says the developer Maximus needs to submit an actual plan to the planning department before moving forward with any development. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for The Bay. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Hey, I'm
1: Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair.